0: All right, Zach Alvarado, welcome back to the podcast. It is good to be back. Zach, this is now probably about the third or fourth time you've been on, so um, always a pleasure. You have a, a new job. You've had a new role since you last joined yeah. the podcast. Man, talk through that. I find that new role that you have very interesting. Um, for those of you that don't know, Zach is in the medical
1: marijuana profession for the company, truly. Uh, it's been awesome. Awesome. Uh, for the past almost a year now, I have been working as a continuous improvement coordinator and anything from you know cutting clones off of moms or popping seeds or curing cannabis after it's been dried anything that you can think of is underneath the cultivation realm and that's mainly where i've been focusing in and continuous improvement you have
0: all of your guys' customers that are they're there trying to buy medical marijuana for a variety of different uses. So like during your day, are you just working on different types of projects or one general project? What kind of, what kind of projects do they put you on through the course of the day?
1: Well, there's the stuff I feel like in any job, there's the stuff that you have to do and the stuff that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Specifically in this one, hopefully they align whatever role you choose. But in this one, you have to do certain things you have to, you know, execute, 5s or you have to execute improving certain amount of production numbers Mm. but then there's also we hear these things from our coworkers, other patients at stores and it's like you know we over dry our weed it's like okay well you know how Mm -hmm. do we test that can i access these moisture content tests can i see an actual data change based on hearsay and so a lot of what we do on the side for me is like, you know, as I talk to people and work with them, I'm also cooking up these other things in my head, like, okay, maybe eight days is too long. Maybe seven days is just right. How do these mechanical innovations help us versus hurt us in quality versus production?
0: When you're looking at quality versus production, do you think there's any way your company might sometimes be jeopardizing quality for productivity or do you think they have a fine balance on that right now
1: i think every company deals with that that balance like Mm -hmm. i know you've probably seen some people in a rush to try to meet production numbers and right it's the same way
0: slamming items into bins right boxes open by mistake because they want to meet their quotas
1: right so if you if you give somebody let's say a trim quota you got to meet x amount of grams if you don't track mix or trim as a defect, yeah. they're just going to grind that that butt against the screen until it comes out looking trimmed, or they'll come up with some other way to reach those numbers. If you're not careful checking the quality of the trim job on a nugget, then you know it might get through and somebody would just put a couple on top and the rest are untrimmed. And then that gets to a, a patient at the end, mm. and then it has higher chlorophyll content that makes headaches happen or... Maybe it's just non-attractive product. And yeah.
0: How do you fight against that? Would you push back against your upper managers, against your managers, if you saw that going on, or is that not in your scope of work?
1: Oh, that's, that's absolutely like in our scope of work. As far as continuous improvement is concerned, it's, it's anything production, quality, SQDC, uh, delivery and cost. So if we can reduce the cost of the product and deliver it in a better, safer way and also provide it, everywhere you want to come and get it, you know, not have empty shelves. And we've excel- excelled in all four categories.
0: Is Leaf a Florida-based company? Yes. So the location here that you're at, is that like the largest campus, the largest complex, or are they bigger in other cities?
1: No, we have, I believe our trim room may have the most product in the United States coming through. I'm not sure about that. It's maybe 5 million grams
0: such an interesting field to be in. What are the managers like there?
1: Uh, you have a variety of different managers. I would say that some of the more successful managers right now are the people that are easiest to work with. Mm. There are some people that are kind of more top down.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, like army chain of command type of deal. Right. Say, I do this. You you know, this is my house. But then there are other people that are like, oh, dude, come on. Try your experiment. I'm down. Like, right you know, really open to change. And that's, those departments are typically more successful.
0: Good people skills are important, man. How do people skills play a part in your company there?
1: Oh, they're huge. Um, if you don't have good people skills, people won't tell you what's actually wrong. And if you don't have good people skills, chances are you're not listening to what's actually wrong. If you want to make a difference, you got to listen, you got to speak to people and you got to be respectful.
0: Uh, I see people skills, They're on display all the time in Amazon. Some managers have great people skills. Others have mediocre people skills. Some have bad people skills. And just being able to each day fine-tune your people skills in a corporate job can go a long way. Especially in sales, operations, any field you go into, your ability to connect with and work with people in a well-structured, positive manner. I mean, it literally just makes everybody's lives better. Um, what are, what are some of your favorite parts about the job, Zach? I mean, very rarely do, I think people get the opportunity to know and understand like what is it like working in the medical marijuana industry? So what's, uh, what's your, um, what's your favorite part
1: about the job, Ben? There's a, there's a lot of things I enjoy about the job. If I had to choose, you know, based on medical marijuana, like the typical answer, at the end of the day. You can just look down if you're mad or anything, you just look down at whatever you're dealing with and it's marijuana. It's right. it's cannabis, it's bud. It's like, all right, well, you know, there are worse things I could be doing. Yeah. I could be cleaning out, you know, porta potty. Working out. I out could of- be
0: Slaughterhouse.
1: You could be doing there's we have yeah. a bunch of chicken farmers that came and work with us. We have all sorts of agricultural hands, corrections, <laughs> corrections officers. Yeah. You really have not seen as diverse a workplace as a marijuana factory. <laughs> right. it, is, it is a whole bunch yeah. of different different things. And it's it's uh, as it gets um more well accepted, a lot more people are kind of coming in.
0: It did have a bad reputation at first.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um and that's been yeah. changing a lot. There's money now. People are paying yeah. attention, so people are willing mm. to give it a shot versus before. It's kind of like... A lot more states hmm. are opening
0: up to it. A lot of states are opening oh, up to it now.
1: More than 50% of the U.S.
0: I was going to say, it's probably got to be less than 50% the states are now against it, I'd assume.
1: Yeah.
0: Zach, master's program. Congratulations. Thank uh, you. What college did you just get accepted into?
1: Florida State University. I'm going to get my MBA. I'm thinking business analytics, but I'm not sure. I don't have to decide just yet.
0: Congrats man. What's the vision behind it? What are you thinking about doing?
1: Oh man. <laughs> um it depends on who I meet and what I learn. But um eventually I would either like to either work my way up to like, you know, a CPO role mm. with my new learning, maybe get onto that track in this current company or while I'm working, you know, also start my own stuff as it becomes more Uh, Or less taboo, you know More accepted
0: There's a lot of possibilities for you Do you see yourself staying with true leave long term Or are you looking at other companies once you get the degree Or is that still too early to determine
1: I Think about that a lot Mm. I've Looked on other websites Just like any other job candidate Yeah Every time I see something out there It is not as cool as what I do every day Yeah It's just not
0: and you've been there for how long now? Uh, 9 months. You've been there for 9 months?
1: Oh uh, yeah, June 8th was when I started. No, so 11 months actually.
0: See, I thought it was been I thought it was over a year at this point. Gotcha. You been uh, there, yeah. like, going on 11 months now. Yeah. Maybe you find a job you like, it's important to um, stay with it. Yeah. And stick at it for a little bit. I mean, there's
1: nothing more important than just actually enjoying the job. Oh, my it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's stupid. It's stupid fun. It should not working should not be so fun.
0: Right. I got a hate love relationship with Amazon. It has its moments where it's good. I enjoy it. I'm liking it. And it's got its downside. I'm like, why am I still here? Yeah. What's going on? This is not all that fun. But um, congrats again on that master's program. Appreciate it. And then I remember the first time you came on the podcast, it was just right after you and Amazon had the breakup. Yeah. And you had walked away um, and gotten in a separate direction. And that can be a difficult time period. Anytime that you separate from a job and you're no longer there, and you're not sure exactly what you're going to do next, it, it can be a difficult, stressful time period. Mm-hmm. So you've now emerged from that. We look at it you know, in hindsight, and we look back on what you've been through. I'm curious. First off, you're doing well. Second off, what did you learn through that, man? Like, How do you feel coming out of that uh, tunnel that you were in?
1: I feel like I only went to Amazon because... It was what was expected of me, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, to get a good job coming out of school. And I, was, I wasn't really worried about, um, you know, anything after my after I got the the offer. And I realized I wasn't working towards anything or for anything that I believed in. And it was just a big old awakening moment. And this past year, like almost the day has been a different story than the year before that. So it's not always going to look pretty. Yeah. But, you know, you learn a lot through all these experiences. And I learned just as much at a dispensary as I learned at Amazon, as I learned at cultivation, as I learned at college. What did you
0: learn about yourself, man? Like, I'm sure there was some dark times, right? Like, you learned how to emerge from the dark times? Or, like, what was your thought on that there?
1: Um, The darkest times for me were probably not knowing if it was all going to be okay but in the end it always is there is not a moment in my life where that has not been the case
0: you kept searching for jobs too you were proactive right
1: oh yeah i was i was looking at other jobs besides truly when i was first out i was like okay well i'm still not sure this is it maybe Maybe Budweiser. Maybe yeah. oh, Pokemon. I applied to work in Nintendo. <laughs> okay. I yeah, I That's applied awesome. everywhere, man. I just said, <laughs> screw it. I don't I'm not happy. Yeah. But I'm gonna figure out what's gonna make me happy.
0: Yeah, I mean, what were you doing? Looking at LinkedIn, looking at indeed, just staying active, or are you going to job fairs? What was uh what was your like proactive approach?
1: It was mostly Working at trueleave, waiting for the company to, like working my way up in the dispensary. So I got, you know, a promotion or two there and then worked up into the grow because I eventually, I realized I didn't want to be at the dispensary retail level. It wasn't for me, but processing and cultivation, that was interesting. So I guess I want to clarify.
0: What I was talking about was before you got going with Leaf mm-hmm. when you were, When you had your separation with Amazon.
1: I was working with Truly the same time I was working with Amazon. Oh, you were? Yeah.
0: No kidding. Yeah. I didn't know that. So you're working two jobs at once. Yeah. I see. Actually
1: three because I I was also a wrestling coach.
0: That's right. I remember the wrestling coach. So you were doing the Truly sales with Amazon. And then the dark moments you're talking about are when you were doing the sales and you're like, Hey, I don't really like this anymore. This isn't for me.
1: Oh, uh, I was I was in dispensary folding t shirts trying to make my way with the marketing path, and I was like, This is not even close to what I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Um and it was retail. If anyone has ever worked retail, it's not that exciting. And Yeah. It takes some getting used to. But you get used to it. You turn around, you make the most of your situation, and if you don't, then you can't, I mean, you can't be helped. You got to make the most of your own situation. Mm, so, mm-hmm. and I always, I knew my stuff. That was always a saving grace too, is when I, 100% true. like, you oh my gosh, very data driven and you understand
0: all the technical terms very well.
1: Like I could do homework. I could study, learn. I always did my own on the side. I did my own networking on the side. I mean, I went to Seattle and, and met the global marketing director for Leafly, like, like four or five years ago. That was before I ever worked at Amazon. Yeah. Like I had always wanted to get into this. Mm-hmm.
0: So you've been in your current role for nine to 11 months. How long have you been with True Leave overall for?
1: Almost two years come July 8th.
0: Okay, so going on a total of two years with the company. First year, doing sales, getting a little impatient, somewhat unhappy, totally understandable. Mm-hmm. Then going into... At the end of year one, really finding your niche within the company, finding something that you actually legitimately
1: impact. Because really like, you know, as a manager, you own a certain amount of money that's going to be made for Amazon, right? Oh, yeah. You're making this amount of production, this amount of days, and that contributes X amount of money. But when it comes to a, like a PI role within the company or like a process improvement role, right? It's like... This is going to make a difference for so many people's lives as well. Like we, we, we do a different setup for how people sit and it triples their production. Yeah. But then they also have a bunch of spare time. And it's like, all right, well, now you, guys look, you guys look really good now. How many of you guys want to go to another department or get promoted to a different role? Right. Because we don't need that many of you anymore. Yeah, it's not that you guys get fired because with this industry it's so expansive. So if they like, you know, buy into the program, they are a hundred percent better off professionally as well. Continuous improvement. Yeah, that is great
0: information there, Zach. And when I look at um, you since since that separation with Amazon, I know you're still in a lot of touch with family. How's uh, how's the brother doing? How's the music industry going for him?
1: Music's good. It's just a little. It's a little rough with COVID and such. Yeah. Um, He is, let's see, he's about to release another single. I think he teased it last month. And he, one of the funny things with him is since he's, um, his, I think his production, or it's not his, it's his his, uh, something, it's Sony Records. He's, He's partnered with Sony. So he's got access to like video games and stuff early, which I think is kind of funny because he's kind of always been a gamer. Yeah. And if if he had his ideal world, it would be to you know jam on the weekends or jam you know full time, and then when he's gaming, have like live stream and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So so yeah, he's working on that. My sister, sister's getting married. Oh yeah, Yeah. that's cool. When and where?
0: September in Maine. Oh, that's right. She does live in Maine.
1: God, it's a lot. Oh, did I tell you the time I ended up in Oregon? No, no. So I was flying to uh, see my sister in Portland, Maine, and I ended up purchasing a ticket to Portland, Oregon, for a night. Wow, that's <laughs> <laughs> what did you
0: notice yeah. when you're on the plane? And
1: oh no, I noticed when we were like waking up for the landing, and as soon as we got down from the clouds, I, my my <laughs> yeah, the messages started hitting that's my awesome. phone. That's great. And I was confused because it was 8.30. I was arriving on time. Yeah. Uh my sister's like, Zaza, what time what time is it there? I was like, uh eight, eight thirty. Zach, it's eleven. So it's eleven thirty here.
0: <laughs> Man, that's so, great. That, that's a classic story. <laughs> that's an absolute classic story right there. So she's up
1: <laughs> in Maine, getting ready to get married. I've never been to Maine. I don't know if I'll ever get up there. Oh, it's beautiful. Go see a sea dogs game, eat some saltwater taffy, Uh huh. lobster, whatever you want, man. You've been there a few times, huh? I used to go when I was super young. My grandparents lived in Maine. And it's weird because some of my early memories, we were living in China, right? But my mom would take mm-hmm. all the kids every summer back to America and travel to visit the grandparents. And so I have these intermittent memories Mm -hmm. of, like, different American landscape, like, you know, rocky beaches. But I don't know when in my life they happened because we traveled to Cincinnati, to, you know, Maine, Mm -hmm. to Virginia, to China, back and forth. Mm -hmm. But a lot of, like, crab, crab hunting in Maine. Yeah. Like, just flipping over rocks and trying to catch crabs as kids, honestly.
0: it's awesome. That's
1: awesome. Normal life.
0: Good memories. Yeah. definitely sounds like good memories.
1: Yeah. Maine's a good place. How's your dad doing, man? What's he been up to? Dad's awesome. They just bought a house in Maine. He's been renovating. Oh, no kidding. They had a a marijuana grow in the basement of the house they bought, and it was, like, smelling up all the walls. And (laughs) he's like, I'm going to have to take out the drywall. I'm like, okay, yes, but... You know, until then, until you have that massive construction project go, um, ozone filter, and so I just took it right out. <laughs> but uh yeah, they're gonna renovate, and my sister's getting married, and my brother's still in a band, and he's doing e- it's EDM music, by the way, right? No, it's uh, it's like indie dance. It's okay, like, it's like kind of uh, their their first manager was Walk the Moon's first manager, Brian. Um, Walk the Moon actually went to our high school, so like if you know Walk the Moon, then public music is kind of similar genre, but like mm. poppy dance, yeah. So
0: your dad's home in Maine, is that where he's going to be living now, or they're still living in Cincinnati?
1: They're living in Cincinnati until they buy their Jacksonville property.
0: Okay, so they want to come down to Florida. Yeah,
1: they used to live in Jacksonville in 84-ish, yep. 88, no, after 84, I think, 88 maybe. They graduated college in 84
0: I like that your dad's got the little real estate empire going. I like that.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's doing his thing. He, um, he realized college kids need housing. So True. And UC Absolutely. has 70,000 students. I'll say that again. UC, University of Cincinnati, has 70,000 students.
0: No kidding. I never would have guessed it had that many. No,
1: yeah, it's bigger than Ohio State. That's ridiculous. It's, it's, you, you wouldn't think 70, it, but. 70,000 kids. Yeah, it's, it's like right on par at least.
0: It's huge. Double the size of South Carolina. It's crazy. All right, Zach, it's very good to have you on here. Um, You, my friend, I'm sure you'll be on again over the next couple months. So congrats on the master's program. Um, Definitely congrats on the job and uh, having that move in a good direction. And look forward to having you back on here soon.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you. I uh, wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors in Arkansas or Florida or Nevada, wherever you're heading next. <laughs> New, New York yep. City, the Big Apple. I know you're going to crush it wherever you go.
0: I appreciate that, brother. I'll talk with you soon.
1: Yeah, man.